Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Modern Cotton Story, sponsored by E3 Sustainable Cotton. I'm Rachel Walters, BASS Regional Grower and Channel Marketing Manager for North America Seeds and the host of our program today. Uh, today, we have a special program where we will discuss a new environmental partnership between BASF and the conservation organization Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever to help farmers and ranchers achieve sustainability objectives on private lands while supporting habitat improvements, public access, and outdoor education on a national scale. Also today, I am joined by Bob, Bob Anishak, industry consultant. So Bob, how are things with you today? I'm doing very well, Rachel. Thanks for asking. Great, Bob. I'm, I'm glad you are. And um, it's, it's so hard to believe uh, another work week is coming to an end. Very true. Uh, very true. So uh, yeah, a busy one for all for of us. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, I am thrilled to introduce our guest today. Um, she also is a Rachel. So you've got two Rachels on the program today. Um, her name is Rachel Bush, and she's the Conservation Programs Manager at Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. We are excited to have Rachel with us today to discuss this new partnership, as well as explain the role her organization plays in promoting sustainability and environmental conservation. So with that, I'd like to welcome Rachel to the program. Thanks, Rachel. It's uh, it's great to be here. And I'll have to admit, there's not many times that uh, I get to be on uh, or in the same room with another Rachel. So it's good to be here. And that we spell it the same way too. I find that even more odd. We do. That's nice. <laughs> well, I'm delighted you're here. Um, so I'll probably start with our first question, Rachel, if that's good. Um, I know you are associated with Quail Forever and Pheasants Forever and have been for, for several years. Um, most of our listeners, however, are from the textile and apparel industries. So would you mind talking a little bit about, about your background and also give us a glimpse into the mission of Pheasants Forever and Quell Forever and how you came about uh, working for this group? Yes, definitely. Um, yes, the, the I guess the textile and apparel industries would definitely be an audience new to me as well. Um, I'm a wildlife biologist by training. And so that's a little bit, you know, as far as my educational background. But I did grow up on a farm and cattle operation in southern Michigan. So I'm originally from Michigan and, you know, went to school for wildlife. Um, I thought I'd be, you know, thought I'd follow that traditional route where I got to, you know, handle the critters all the time. But as luck would have it, you know, through school and finding permanent work, um, I happened on a job where I got to start working with private landowners and conservation. And it really... Um, unexpectedly kind of connected a lot of dots for me, you know, growing up on a farm and ranch, seeing the way, you know, my dad worked and everything, and then being able to work with people much like him and help them meet their objectives and use conservation to do that. It kind of helped, you know, satisfy two of those passions I had, you know, working with private landowners and then, you know, creating wildlife habitats. So that's a, a little bit about me and how I kind of got into the work that I'm in. Uh, a position within, you know, Pheasants Forever opened up about 11 and a half years ago is when I joined the organization and have kind of been working within the private lands, you know, with farmers and ranchers and conservation ever since. 
as far as, you know, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, it is a, you know, I've enjoyed every minute I've worked for, for them. Uh, it's a grassroots conservation organization. So really the heart of our organization comes from our volunteers and the, the local chapters that they run out there on the landscape. But we also have a 40 year history of working with private landowners to really help them um, meet their habitat objectives. And we have, you know, right now, I think we're around 425 staff total. And a majority of those staff are individuals out there working on a daily basis with farmers, ranchers, and other private landowners, providing, you know, that technical assistance, connecting them with conservation. And so we do that for, you know, habitat, where our tagline is the habitat organization. Um, and that may be our motivation, but we know that that may not be everybody's, but we do think that it can help address some of, you know, help meet goals on any farm. Thanks for that, Rachel. Uh, amazing background. <laughs> wow. And, and again, I'm new to your organization. Super impressive here. More than 400 people work in the organization. You, yeah, you were I think, saying? I think last count it was 425, but that changes daily. I mean, we have, um, we have positions open and we're filling positions, but let's just say around the 425. That's amazing. Mark, so, yeah, that's, it, a, that's it, large. <laughs> is it a not-for-profit or, or how's it set up? Yes, we are a nonprofit. Yes. That's great. And geographically, where do you do most of your work at this point? Um, I think, honestly, Bob, it might be an easier question to ask where we don't work. I mean, I was I was looking at one of right. our more recent maps. And, you know, with that many individuals out there in the field, I mean, we have positions in New Jersey. We have staff in Washington. And then you look down, you know, Texas, Georgia, Arizona, and then up into the Midwest, you know, uh, Minnesota, North Dakota. So it's we're really across the U.S. How'd you get involved with cotton? Um, I think it's, uh, you know, I mentioned the 40-year history of working with private landowners. And I think, you know, our reputation with doing that, um, and it's not just cotton farmers, you know, that we're working with, um, but it's any farmers. And I think just the connection and and connecting with BASF and, and our reputation of how we've worked with private landowners is really, um, I think a lot of partners had recognized that and have come to us and said, hey, we, you know, we, we think we can work together. And so um, I think, yeah. Very cool. History work. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And how about the, uh, I mean, unique name for the organization. Is there any history on that or anything? The, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever? Yeah. Uh -huh. um, well, it's, you know, we always say the, the birds on our logo. Um, you know, it was really the organization. It's a nonprofit. Again, this is our, you know, 20, 2022 is going to be our 40th year. But it was really started, the organization started because a group of individuals saw a need or saw a decline in pheasant numbers in Minnesota. And they want, they were spurred to action. And it just, you know, pheasants forever. Um, and then quail forever came along a little bit later and, you know, they have a, they just have a different geography that wildlife species. So, um, pheasants forever and quail forever, again, we're, we're really focused on habitat, even, even though we have specific birds on our logo. So Rachel, um, I'm trying to put on the hat of if I were a cotton grower and I was going to work with your organization. What would that look like for for that grower or that rancher as you were talking about? 
so we have a couple different ways. I mean, it's always, I'd say, you know, a majority of our staff, you know, all of our field staff, what they provide um, to those farmers and ranchers across the country is technical assistance. Um, helping them meet, you know, helping farmers and ranchers meet the goals of their operation. And a lot of that technical assistance is focused around, you know, conservation practices, whether it be cover crops or pollinator planting or, or you know, different crop rotations. Um, so we can help, you know, not only, you know, it might be anywhere from just providing a seed mix for a pollinator planting that a cotton farmer may want to do, or maybe it's signing up and working through the complexities of a voluntary conservation program. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes if they're working, you know, like with our with the partnership between uh, BASF and Pheasants Forever, you know, we're going to be able to put one of our precision ag and conservation specialists on the ground. And so working with them, you know, it would just be taking a look at some of that, taking a closer look at the precision ag data that farmers have out there and using that data to really um, hone in on acres that are costing them money to farm, those marginal acres, and then finding conservation solutions um, that can help them become more profitable and more sustainable. And whether that means, you know, they do that on their own or whether we help connect them with a program that can provide cost share to do those practices. So it's, you know, a lot of farmers come to us. It's technical assistance for the most part um, on conservation practices that we offer. And, you know, we always work within the voluntary conservation realm. Rachel, what are some of the ways that industry and conservation groups like yours um, work to get better work together? You know, like you have this new partnership with BASF. How does that working relationship uh, operate? And also, how does that help uh, BSF's E3 farmers? Um, I think if you could, you know, if you take the example of, say, let's working with one of our precision ag and conservation specialists, um, which I mentioned before that this partnership, you know, is helping to make a reality. Um, if we can help that farmer ID those acres that are um, costing them money to farm, and we can help them find a conservation solution that helps them become more profitable, that's ultimately going to help them become more sustainable. Um, and, you know, let's say we take, let's say we identify, we're working with a farmer, we help them identify some marginal acres, and they choose, you know, to convert those acres to pollinator habitat. So that habitat's going to help, you know, help them reduce inputs and runoff. It's going to help reduce leaching. Um, it's going to be a perennial source of carbon sequestration. Those deep-rooted uh, perennial plants are going to sequester carbon, um, reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So, and you know, help build soil health. So, I think all of those things, you know, just from simply working with one of our staff members, you know, it it seems like a small thing. Let's establish some pollinator habitat, but the outcomes and the the benefits that cascade from that can be can be great. Yeah, Rachel, when I hear you, you share it like that, you know, we have the three E's of socially equitable, uh, environmentally responsible and economically viable for the E3 sustainable cotton platform. And, and I really feel like the last two of those environmentally responsible and economically viable fit this program very well um, to what you were just talking about of you, you make the farmland better to, to make it more productive or you make the decision to, to not farm on that piece of land and then um, let that cover crop area do um, 
or that habitat area serve your farm well. So I think that's it's a really great, great way of how you put that. Um, maybe also, Rachel, to elaborate a bit more, um, if you have a grower or a rancher who said, this is why I partner with Pheasants Forever or Quail Forever, what do they usually say? About why they partner with us? Yes. Like um, I think a lot of it is uh, we're, we're a knowledgeable source, you know, and we're trust. We've built a lot of trust. And a lot of that comes down, you know, to those individual relationships that our staff out in the field are building with private landowners. Um, they, you know, our culture within the organization is to, you know, to have high integrity. Mm -hmm. And so when a farmer or rancher is working with one of our staff members out there on the field, you know, if we, um, if they have a question, you know, we're going to try to answer it. If we don't know the answer, we're going to get back to them, you know, and it's just doing what we say and saying what we're going to do, um, building that trust and that, um, the trust that we have. And then, you know, that it's small towns we're working at, you know, we're working in rural mm -hmm. situations. So those relationships and that trust is, is shared across the community. So. Rachel, what are, uh, talk a little bit about your goals and objectives for, uh, your new partnership with BASF and what do you, what, what do you hope to see from that? So it'll, it'll be great. I mean, this will be a new partnership working with BASF. I think one of the exciting things is um, one of the exciting things of our partnership is getting new staff on the ground um, and a precision ag and conservation specialist and, and doing that alongside BASF. And, and once we get that staff on the ground, you know, connecting with them with their local team, the BAS staff members in that area um, and really hopefully opening those lines of communication us from the conservation side um, them from the seed and business side of things and when we do that I think we're going to open up a new uh, set of customers that we can work with you know both from our side and your side and being able to share those contacts and share those relationships um, to me that's just going to mean you know more uh, more sustainable practices on the ground Yeah, thank you, Rachel. And um, I think another really great thing about this is it's collaboration across a lot of partners to help make this all come to be. And um, I, I really appreciate you sharing today and joining us and um, you know teaching a new community about what Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever is all about. Uh, so thank you so much for the great discussion. If we had listeners that wanted to reach out to you, if they have other questions, what would be the best way for them to do that? I think the best way uh, we have, you know, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever has the website. Um, just given that, you know, not knowing where everybody's geography would be, um, we have a contact button on that website. If, if they leave a message with the contact button or just call the number, um, they can either be, they'll either be directed back to me to, to answer maybe the higher level questions, but if really they're they're interested in some local connections, then we can skip that step and connect them directly with their local contact. And so our websites are, you know, um, pheasantsforever.org and then quailforever.org. Thank you, Rachel. And also, I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for joining us today, and I hope you've enjoyed our show. Should you have any questions about the E3 Sustainable Cotton Program, 
please email me at e3cotton at BASF. And also please visit our Instagram and Facebook pages at E3 Sustainable Cotton. See you next time. Thank you.